Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Hot Mike's Podcast. My name is Riley Williams, I'm your host, and today's episode has, man, this was a fun one. It was a fun one to edit, it was a fun one to listen to again. We had three Navy SEALs, we had Will Branham for the second time. Will is the current owner of Naked Warrior Recovery, everybody knows about him. Use Hot Mike's whenever you check out at NakedWarriorRecovery.com for 20% off. You have Cade Courtley. He's the current owner of Victory Coffees. And just all around basic famous guy. I mean, he was on Spike TV. He was, you know, obviously a team's guy. But Cade has a very, very cool story. Works for a company called Four Patriots now. Check them out on YouTube. Um, listen listen to Cade, listen to what Cade has to say. Cade's got some stuff. He's got some uh, some wisdom that I don't think a lot of people are used to hearing these days. He's very direct, very blunt. We've had a couple phone calls since we did this episode and, and the man speaks it like it is. He actually called me on some, some of my own shit and I'm super appreciative of that. I've never had that before. Kate, I appreciate you, my brother. And then last but not least, we have the famous Ray Cash Care. A lot of you might know Ray from Instagram, from Facebook. He does a lot of things with Bedros Koulian from Fit Body Boot Camp. Ray was on the, he started on a show called The Selection. He's been on multiple shows. He was in the movie Captain Phillips next to Tom Hanks. Ray is an awesome, awesome, awesome human being. Ray's all about positivity. Very, very savvy businessman. I'm incredibly lucky to know him. Ray, I'm happy to call you a friend, my brother. I love you guys. Love all three of you. And enjoy the episode, everyone. This is a this is a very, very fun one. I had a blast doing it. I hope they enjoyed it as well. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode altogether. Thanks, guys. Let's get it. No, that is <laughs> 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 commercials. Some show I don't know about. Uh, yeah. That's funny well, shit. I liked your t- your show that you have, The Disaster. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, unfortunately... What show with the disaster? Which one? Surviving uh, disaster. disaster on Spike TV. Oh, that's what you were telling me about earlier. How many did you get in? We did ten. ten. Season one. Did and, you make it uh, in or nothing either? No, I actually did really well on that, but I worked my fucking ass off. But yeah, it was unfortunate though. I mean, I said this to you earlier. Yeah. In Hollywood, the work is fucking amazing. It's super fun. The business sucks balls. Like I would rather be in Iraq and Afghanistan than an office in Hollywood because at least you know who the bad guys are. So why? <laughs> so what? What's is that? That's the reason why. Then is it just so? Just, just yeah, a, it's just I, a conniving industry. I mean, that's it, just it, yeah. I ten times a used car salesman, twenty times an ambulance chasing lawyer. It's just the worst, and it's it's weird because for some reason. Um, they don't get a gratification unless they feel like they are screwing somebody over. I don't get the mindset. That's crazy. You know, it's really basic in the teams. Take care of your guys. Right. Take care of you. It's a basic concept for any business. Yeah, absolutely. Not in LA. They it's too bad. They just don't. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. and I mean, I wasn't 25 years old and shit. I want to make this my career, and how am I going to do it? And okay, I'll just chew on a shit sandwich. Right, and so I always said, with my chapter in Hollywood, when I can don't like what I see in the mirror, it's time to get on out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, that's that's the worst, man. I can't imagine. I mean, 
because you see that every day, not every day, but you see it, you see it now just in, just in the general day-to-day life. I mean, you, you look at, at the way that people approach other people, you people nowadays, they're generally a dishonest, I mean, just, this is how it is. I mean, well, it just doesn't feel like there's a code anymore. Right. And so much of the world we're living in. Right. And maybe that's because we're in such a, it's all about me. Thanks to yeah. social media and, yeah. and, and other things. Well, I don't know. The, the media. I yeah. mean, their job is to spread fear, create chaos. There's no wars going on right now. So. That's the thing about social media that we were talking about earlier is that social media is great, but it's also the worst. Like, dude, it's because all it does, and you talk about a fear monger. For me, that's social media. I yeah, mean, and, they just, and look, there are some really positive aspects in general media. to social media if sure. you're starting a business or something like that. But, God, if it was up to me, I wish it never happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I guess I'm old and grumpy. There you go. <laughs> Kate, how old are you? Get off my lawn. How old are you? Uh, 51. 51. Yeah, nice. And Ray's what? 50, right. 59? I've got a, 49. Oh, see, I was close. i got a new knee and, and we'll, two new 47. shoulders. 47. Nice. Yeah. All right, so. Baby around here. For those of you that don't know these three fine gentlemen, one of them we've already had on. Will, it's good to see you again. Yeah, you as well. We Good have Cade Courtley, and we have, Ray, would you like to introduce yourself? Ray Cash Care, former <laughs> Navy SEAL. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, his so, legal name actually so that's that's <laughs> how everybody that's how that's how ray care introduced himself that's everybody when so. people talk to me about ray sometimes they just say you know cash la la cash this cash that i'm like who the fuck is cash <laughs> oh yeah now i do now <laughs> the money man well you see that's yeah, that's okay. the funny thing is like when i when i talk to other seals and stuff like on social i'm like do i whenever i talk about ray it's like do i call him cash like because i didn't know if it was a, something that you got in the seal teams yeah. or whatever oh, so the old ones back in the day. Oh, yeah? yeah. It's changed. Yeah. I've evolved. That's gonna, the guy I'm That's, the, that's the new name of my phone. Yeah. That's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. So, awesome, man. Well, Ray, right now, if you want to, um, I guess I kind of want to do a little bit of an introduction. Have you guys kind of introduced yourselves, what your background really is, um, stuff that you can't really find on, on, on. It's cops coming for cash. Oh wait, it's the janitor. <laughs> Same thing. We'll be editing <laughs> this part out. Obviously. Yeah, we will be editing this. <laughs> what's that? Let me see what's going on. You, oh, it's, you know, it's you, housekeeping. You sit down. I'll I'll go take a look at this. They didn't think. They didn't give me a reservation here again this year. He shit his bed. They didn't, I didn't have a reservation oh, last, year, last year, and I didn't have a reservation uh, last year. Last did year. you call him and book one? Yeah. Did you like you're send supposed to? James you an email. I sent James an email. He's usually pretty John on the yeah. spot. He hasn't responded to any of my. I'm like James, could you guys make sure that like the super greens and and energy drinker and the uh, made so, it are in the pa- in the bags, yeah, and then yeah, also they're it. supposed to be on the on the barges, the Sorry, energy we're, drinks for the barges the for the for the deal. Oh, so it's good professional. It's all good. We'll 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 know it's all good. You're making him do all this editing. <laughs> Fun. Hey, he, I'm not he editing anything. A, a badass podcast. So. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a fact. I'm not editing anything. Round I'm just gonna, two, I'm just gonna right? let everybody. I'm just gonna let everybody just hear <laughs> all the, the behind the scenes stuff. <laughs> we. Uh, anyways, so Ray. Yes. So you right now. Um, what do you have going on? I know. So everybody has, has kind of has their their own thing. Um, oh. Make a, pick a side, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's going on. Yeah, let's um, see it. So Ray Cash Care is working for Bedros Cooling, working with Bedros Cooling, and I'm currently running a couple programs. I'm doing the project, which is a 75-hour fully immersive physical, mental, and emotional course where you get to live, eat, and train with the SEAL, the Marine, the MMA fighter, um, the Empire Builder, and the SWAT operator, and we break individuals down, rebuild them back up, 
create the six forms of growth, physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and financial, um, and we become part of a brotherhood, something that obviously me and the two fine individuals I'm with are very well in tuned with. Um, I do corporate training where we take, it's kind of a PG version of, you know, the rated R for Ray Cash Care. You know, it's a very aggressive course, but this is a very business. We focus on the four pillars of success. Teamwork, right. teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication. We focus on the four F-bombs, family, fitness, finances, faith. And then we focus on, we really break down how of the teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication. Communication is, I really think, the key pillar. Um, and we, we break down the different verbal, nonverbal, just different types of communication and how it applies to your three battlefields of life. Battlefield, sure. business field, home field. And then last, my passion project is we're doing the Squire program. That is for dads and their sons between the tw ages, excuse me, of 12 and 16, where we take them for about 14 hours. We break apart the dad and the son, and what we're doing is, is, you know, if you have kids, you can tell, a dad can tell his son something, someone else can come in, you know, another Navy SEAL can come in and tell my son something I've been telling him for 20 years, and they're gonna go, wow, and it's like, are you shitting me? Because they just need to hear it from an outside source. So right. it's that. Yep. Can you give me a discount? Because I definitely have daddy issues. Yes, okay, I can. Cool. I don't know if you meet the age requirement, but <laughs> clearly <laughs> not. <laughs> so, so that was Mr. Kate Courtley, the LT, rudely interrupting me. I apologize. And then what we're doing is it's their rite of passage. We're teaching the young men to create their war, the war cry. But what's so unique is at the end we do we do this amazing um, FTX field training exercise where we blindfold the young men and their fathers have to put them through this course and i mean if you beep up on this course oh you can yeah you're yeah, all okay you guys yeah. are all if good you fuck to up on this, this course is, you're going hey, to hospital. language he just said i could <laughs> sir um but you're you're rebar no uh, shit. nails it's insane and literally it's very impactful we also do the ice bath i saw a video I, of a bear I, trap i saw all that we do bear traps too uh, hey, wait, I wasn't are you serious will oh sorry my bad uh, just quick question your insurance like i hope it's it's up. it's high yeah, it's, it's high <laughs> but that's when uh that's what bajos coolian's for uh, <laughs> no he's uh and it's kind of you know it's just a group of us there's about five of us that have the same vision mission sure um and we want to make that an impactful course so we're trying to just create a new civilization. I, I hate to say it, of real men, right? Like, you know, opening car doors for ladies, treating women with respect, being a savage servant. People go, what does that mean? You know, as as you become a man and you get married, and hopefully you marry a, a woman. Whatever you marry is fine, but your job is to serve and protect, and that's you know we've done that. In the I mean, teams. Jesus, even life skills like changing a tire, anything, Dude, anything. Right. There are men these days that don't know how to change Dude. tires. They don't know how. They don't even know how to defend themselves. Right. Right. So. I don't want to call it like an alpha course, but I think it's just a it, great. Yeah, exactly. That's a great that's exactly course how I would. where we're, we're, we're pushing men in the right direction. Put down the phone, pick up the weights, um, create, get a discipline, martial arts, jujitsu, different things that you can do, um, and start treating people with respect. Yeah. Start with yourself. And then definitely, you know, treat others with respect. So it's like you uh, incorporate doing. accountability. Into we do. That. We're huge in accountability, you know, um, and I hold people, you know, I tell people, don't meet the standard, ex exceed it. Exceed right. It, right. Um, the same thing we learned in the SEAL teams. You know, I used to work for the guy beside me, and doing just doing enough isn't enough. Right. You know, you're you're not going to make the cut. Getting by, being a C <clears throat> student these days, not if you want to excel, if you want to exceed, right? Correct. And what we do with all our courses in some fashion is, in order to succeed, you must suffer. So sure. we make individuals suffer physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, 
And success isn't always from a monetary standpoint. Sometimes I, I, I define success as helping others help themselves. But first, you got to make sure your shit's dialed in. Right? Absolutely. I don't. I try not to give advice, or excuse me, my opinion on anything. I give advice, life lessons on shit that I know about. And if I don't know it, like you know, we got a CBD god here. I, I don't know shit about CBD. I take it because it helps. Sure. But if I have a question, I reach out to him. If I need to ask. A coffee question or some entrepreneur question to LT, I ask him. But right, right. I, I stay in my lane, and that's Abs- what absolutely. Do. Yeah, you guys, you you talk about the life skills, right? The mm-hmm. opening the doors and things, just things like that, small things. I mean, what happened this morning when we went and the national anthem started playing, right? I mean, we st- stood up, you know, and and we were the only people on that street. I looked up and down that street. You know what I mean? Just nobody, nobody, nobody. There's just no pride, right? There's, there's no pride. It, just, it doesn't feel like, and maybe I'm aging myself here, but doesn't feel like, especially men in our country right now, have any kind of a foundation. I mean, if you ask people, hey, what are your core values, and they're under the age of 20, they're going to look at you like, what's a core what value? Yeah. What, do you, what do you mean by core value? And I, I just honestly think within the last 10 years, yeah. there's been a major Pussification 100 of America, and I look, it it's not going to serve you well if you have parents that are trying to be best friends with their kids instead of being a parent. Yeah, if you're putting them in timeout or you're getting a qualification ribbon because you came in 15th place in a 14th place yeah. mile yeah. run, much less trying to run a mile. First, second, you, third, you, 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 you yeah. just yeah. aren't right. doing them yeah. any favors. You're not, you're enabling. Yeah, and congratulations. They're going to be living in your fucking basement when they're 38. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Playing video games. Yeah, man. Now, and, and, and I am grateful to my parents for, you know, having raised me to not think like that. And it's not so much that they were that they were like, oh, no, everybody's not a winner or everybody is a winner. They were just, they just kind of let me do my thing. But for me, I was just so competitive from a young age where I was, if I, if I, look, if I didn't take first, I was... Ricky Bobby, you were last. That's what I'm saying. Well, man. I tell you what, and, and failure, just, failure breeds character. Yes, I agree. Right. And what are you gonna do? You're gonna quit, and that's it. Or you're gonna be like, how can I get better? Yeah. And hopefully it's the latter. But Absolutely. I just don't see that mindset in these kids. Yeah. Well, you look at the there's a there's a documentary on YouTube about about buds. I think it's class two forty two forty three. It's like a four hour documentary. You look at that. You watch the selection, and you you see that that same thing. And I'm not saying all those guys. That week is longer than our buds is longer than four hours. Well, <laughs> was it? Mine wasn't. <laughs> you, I, I heard you blink, and it was done. Made it, right? <laughs> I don't have my red helmet with me. I have my first face helmet, and LT is wearing my ass out about it. And he knows now, I graduated. Now I went through Hell Week with Ray. All right, I watched him in the Gooden Squad. Last place, every evolution. <laughs> but then again, he totally earned it because his boat crew was last place in every evolution. I had Jason Redman, Jamie Monroe, and, th- and like two or three Singaporeans that acted like they yes. didn't speak English. Average body weight, a buck twenty. Yeah, it was bad. 
That's crazy. Yeah, because everybody is pretty thin. I was 163 in boats. Actually, their boat yeah. was heavier than the combined total <laughs> of the <laughs> entire boat crew. Well, what'd you say the boat was? You saw, on the last episode, you said it was 200 pounds? Like 250. 250. Then they yeah. fill it with sand. Well, yeah, that's dry. Well, that's dry with no Yeah, and then they got the water, then they're shoveling sand up in there. Fill it full of sand or all good times. Ray still has a bald spot from Hell Week. Oh, wait, that's not from Hell Week. Oh, my God. What's that? I can't work like this. I can't work under these conditions. I was told I was going to be the star. Now, now we got you always are. Now, now we got to know about the bald spot. There's no fucking bald spot. <laughs> <laughs> on the boat. My hair is on awesome. Head. Look at hey, that. Right. One word. Propecia. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yes. That's a bald spot, bro. That's awesome. I knew Will Brandon when he had a full set of hair, and it was it's, receding. It's fact. It's a fact. You pull off the bald look well, though. He does. Thank Very you. well. It, uh, he had no choice. No, that's so true, though. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. There's I maybe... mean, it's kind of Friar Tuck, you know, that whole like, Friar Tuck thing. <laughs> yeah. No, but there are maybe 5% white guys that oh. can pull off the ball. Yeah. Pull yeah, Will does it. Dude. You yeah. look better with the beard with I it. I think the beard helps. You look, yeah. like an SF, you look like an SF dude. And the only reason that I have a beard, I had no intention of ever growing a beard, but my daughter, uh, who just turned eight, she was like, Dad, I want you to, uh, I want you to grow a beard so I can braid it. Like oh, yeah. Dude, like, you gotta see go. Turbo. It's yeah. strong. So if you put on 30 pounds, you'll look just like an SF guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. He meant 50 pounds. <laughs> he meant 50. That's funny. That's funny. And then, so so Cade. Jesus, man. <laughs> Cade. I choked you up like um, that. Huh? Yeah, you guys got me emotional yeah, already. My intense stare. Al- already, I'm staring man. right in your eyes right now. Oh, making me. I'm sw- <laughs> I was wondering why I was sweating so bad. That must be it. Um, so Cade, so now... Professionally, I mean, for your career, where are you at? What are you working on? Uh, I'm doing multiple things, actually, and I'm having a blast doing it. I, uh, I decided I wanted to, after doing a tour of duty in Hollywood, following my tour of duty in the SEAL teams, I decided uh, I wanted to get <laughs> into being my own boss, controlling my own destiny. The harder I worked, the payoff was there because of me. I was making decisions, so I became an entrepreneur. I started a coffee company. Uh, we just had our six-year anniversary for Victory Coffees. Oh, nice. And the business model is this. <laughs> uh, you go to victorycoffees.com. You decide what you want to order. It's the only veteran-owned award-winning coffee company out there. And two days later, it shows up at your door, and it shows up at your door every month. You can change what you want, but uh, in this day and age right now where Amazon is just killing it, we just got right into our groove. Right. Because people value convenience more than price. Correct. But the great thing about it is we have convenience, price, and quality because, again, I said we're an award-winning coffee company. We're a roaster of the year. They give that to one roaster once a year. No shit. So you're getting all three folks, and... uh, it's a dollar a cup. Yeah. So you can go to Starbucks, Pay park your car, seven or eight dollars, wait in line, is. and get a hot cup of crap with your name misspelled on the cup. Wrong, by the way. Or Starbucks wrong. is coming after you. <laughs> I certainly hope so, because that'll be some amazing amazing publicity. Hell yeah. But yeah, or, or literally, it can show up at your door. You can start your day with a victory with your wife, with your husband, right. with your kids. And just make that part of your routine instead of going to some brick and mortar place yeah. and drinking that crap from Seattle. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's actually doing really well. Right. Uh, every year, our sales have been increasing, which is a really good trend. And uh, I own the whole thing, which also feels good. 
And so, uh, yeah. And you, you talk you talk about the convenience factor. It's and we we do we do value convenience over price, right? I mean, just well, the other day, I went. So I bought a GoPro, and you know, for I had a bunch of cameras. I was going to come here, set them up, but um, but yeah, man. So so for me, we, you know, I, I had to go buy just a little adapter, right, for my HDMI cord, whatever. And I was like, oh, I get this on Amazon tomorrow for like seven bucks. Free shit. I was like, I was like, fuck it. I'm not. I can't wait. So what I what I did is I ran out and ran to Walmart, ran all over, got it, just because I didn't want to wait a day. You know what I mean? So the fact that you can that you can do that with your coffee, that's awesome. Well, yeah, and I, I, it, COVID for good or bad played right into our hand because basically, hey, we're stuck at home, can't go to Starbucks, and so wow, sweet, we got yeah. the coffee coming. I'm tagging there. Starbucks in this. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, please oh, do. Yes. Yeah. You know That's what, awesome. Starbucks? I like the subscri- subscription model that you have because I can't do a subscription. People are like, hey, I want to can you do a subscription? I want to talk about like, I can't. Like, no, but that's what the processor want. But just the convenience of that. Like, I don't have to think about it. It, it shows it, up and there it is. It's it's good and bad. There are It's it's great because it's recurring revenue, which is Correct. all yeah. about my business model. It's bad because I have no idea how many people got to the uh, you know checkout page and said, oh, wait a minute. Because so, there's a segment of people out there that are scared to death of something automatically coming off their credit card every month. So it's it's worked so far. Like I said, the sales continue to trend upward. Yeah. When they start making a nosedive, might be a reconsideration. But uh, so that's my primary. Secondary, uh, I, I'm actually blessed to be working for a company called Four Patriots that uh, do premier survival equipment. I'm sure. their spokesman. I do uh, video endorsements for them. Primarily amazing. on YouTube. They're, they're yes. an amazing company. They uh, give back a ton of money to veteran organizations every year. And uh, and I love doing it. It's nice to be working for a company that has their mindset in the right place. And then because the market, real estate market, is so freaking hot right now, yeah. especially in Colorado, uh, I'm flipping homes with my girlfriend on the side. That's awesome, We yeah. just finished our third one. And it, this cannot last. It, it oh. won't. But you know what? We're getting why we Get more we can, basically. That's correct. Uh, the wave will crash, but right now, it's take it. right, take right. Oh yeah, man, it's wild. Just wanted to ask a question. Hundred percent. So you've been ragging on me since I got here. Because right? I, you know, <laughs> it's well, we're going to address the elephant in the room. I showed you a picture. Okay, this is our second year together. For the swim. For the swim. All right. The, I, want the, you, I want you to tell me the transformation the from seal, last year to the this year. seal swim across the Hudson. Yeah. For anybody. Know yeah, about we're that. here at the GI Go Funds uh, seal swim across the Hudson. Um, but I want you to, because this is what I, and I'm being serious. I'm making fun of you to, to to bring it to a point. So you showed up last year. What did you think you weighed? Too much. Too much. And what are you weighing this year? Uh, buck ninety five. Too good, right? Too good. Holy so, shit! That's Kate on the left. That's Kate on the left. <laughs> no offense, My, and, <laughs> buddy. I sh- I showed up in when, pure COVID physique. I saw him last year. Yep, I was, that was us. Yeah, last yep. year together. But what my point to this is is I can't believe you're one ninety five. But I'm now he's. Here. Yeah, I'm heavier than him too, but now he's lean and mean. So that's that's that shows that's what I like seeing. I don't, oh, that's on your phone. Yeah. Um, but that's what I like seeing. Just that's awesome. Stepping man. up, and it wasn't like he was out of shape last year. I'm trying, I'm trying yeah. to bust your ass, but now you're you're LT that are all right. right. I, no excuses, but basically six months after that picture was or before that picture was taken, I'd gotten a left knee replacement and both rotator cuffs repaired. So. Not an excuse. Shame on me. I let it go in a bad way. But uh, that's what I love about team guys, about yeah. my brothers. There's, 
a certain amount of vanity that can be a great payoff. Oh, absolutely. And when you look in the mirror and you don't like what you're seeing, you're like, holy shit. And yeah. in two months, I'm going to be hanging out with a bunch of my brothers. I got to square my shit up, get my yeah. diet right, and get yeah. to the gym twice a day. So I, thank you for the compliment, but well, I appreciate but it. Let's talk. Your feet are more fucked up than mine. I thought I would have Snake seals have more. Seriously, we have the worst fucking feet. I just actually, I got a, and I got the fungus under my toes. Oh, dude. I got the, uh, I got a pedicure. Trish made me get a pedicure. Because my feet are so messed up, but your feet, bro. I have been. I, this fuck. has been a daily battle for twenty five years. I used since, to have that. My feet used to be fucked up like that. They're, they're a mess. I, I don't know what drug it was that they gave me. It was, but I had to be on it for like six months. I don't take drugs. Drink and like whatever. <laughs> yeah. So destroys I, your liver. But exactly. My, like, but it fixes your feet. I'm good to go now. <laughs> my feet good. look amazing. I have beautiful feet. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. it might look. <laughs> I, I, I know, Hawaii, I know Hawaii, folks dude. can't see this, but uh, I'm gonna vomit. <laughs> and, my, and they would yeah. like my feet, like I just have endless foot funk. Also, yeah, it didn't matter if I wore flip flops or shoes or. Whatever. I'm the same way. I have that now. And 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 yeah, I, I maybe it was three months of taking that whatever that thing was, but I I took it because I wanted to get rid of the let me see him. the funk and. So how long has it been gone though? Because I asked about the medication, and they said, well, it's maybe a fifty percent success six, rate. Six years maybe. Oh, success! Your yeah, pinky toe is still a little, your pinky's a little jacked. I think it's just because I'm like the shape of my foot. So uh, three native that's seals weird. talking about feet. Feet. Where's the punchline? <laughs> yeah, we're here. That's that's way hey, we're here for all of it, dude. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, I got I literally have one, two, three. I've got like four outline questions. The rest of it is just whatever happens. We've been invaded by geriatrics. <laughs> yeah. Well, these are the people that were. One of them is the one that that tapped me on the shoulder today. And interrupted me in the that Olympian. Hey, I got a question for you. What's up? Right now, this day, what percentage of the population do you think are fucking assholes? Well, hold on. When you say fucking assholes, I mean, do you mean like, like okay, let like are you let's, say, let's, so let's like I consider myself kind of an asshole. You know what no, I mean? Well, like okay, let me narrow it down. What percentage <laughs> of the population in the United States right now would you like to punch right in the face uh, and get away with it? Which is kind of a dream. Probably like eighty percent. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, yeah, like, easy. It's too. just. It's just. I feel like. Every, it just. I just feel like everybody in this world is just so. It's just very inconsiderate, right? They're the very. Very I don't know. selfish. Yes, I agree. One hundred percent, I agree. Um, Sometimes I want to punch myself in the face. <laughs> you say something, you're like, "Damn, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. That was rude." Yeah. I yeah, man. I actually am one of those guys. But th yeah. <laughs> see, that's what I mean. You asked me, you're like, "Hey, how many? Who do you? You know, how many? Go what percentage do you think are fucking assholes?" I was like, "Well." Okay. So I, I gotta ask this as a follow-up. Yeah. You can punch one person in the face as hard as you can and get away with it. Okay, Courtney. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> do I do I get hit back or no? No, no, no. no. You, you get Ooh. one shot. <laughs> And no charges. Amy Schumer. Oh, solid. Do they have I, to be I mean, alive or could they be dead? Like, nah, they got to be around. Punching somebody dead, that's not That's a good question. I kind of like that. Huh? Will's, Will's, his wheels are spinning. I, I want to see this. Is, but I'm not going to answer. Oh, come yeah. on. I can't. Come on. Who's that? Yeah, let's hear it. Around, yeah, around me. It's going to be political. No. It, it's, well, I mean, we could edit it out and I'll just save that one piece of audio for myself. Be like, yeah, Will hates that guy. What about you? If you no, if you had girl, one person, it's a girl that I would punch, but you get away with it. It's not is like it is it your is it your ex? <laughs> he didn't say that, so you, you can't blame anybody. him. I don't believe in violence. Oh, that's horseshit. <laughs> I would never punch you, sir. I've, I've seen you. I've seen you get after Neil and his guys. They love him. They love they love that administration because he's just he's doing well. The gun sales are 
going through oh, the roof right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, I saw something yesterday or day before that gun sales in 2021 are exceeding gun sales in 2020. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Like, at all. By a lot. Yeah, it's, I mean, 2020 at, was the biggest year of gun sales. That's forecasting history. what's going to happen in 2022 because yeah. people are scared. Absolutely. And I tell you what, I don't care who you vote for. If you're scared, whoever is in office is not going to be in office. Wait, let's for defund long. the police. Like the last thing I heard was, let's defund the police. Wait, uh, ammo. There's no ammo on the shelves for people to train for the new firearms that they're getting. Yeah. So that's dangerous, also. And mm-hmm. like, which is it? Are we? Is it too dangerous or? Well, it's a trifactor too. It's uh, less cops, no prosecutions, right, and uh, no accountability. So, right, yeah, 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 now, exactly. The pendulum will swing back. It one, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> right. We're not talking about your pendulum. <laughs> we can if you want, though. Like I said, no, we can talk no, about anything no, we want. No, it's no. All, it's Where all. do I begin? <laughs> Yeah, that's funny, man. Time ago. So, so one thing that I had, that I talked to Will about was was I guess what made him want to become a Navy SEAL, right? Because I wanted to be a ninja. And 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 you you had attributed it to I mean you had wanted to be a commando. You yeah. you grew up you watched those movies and you were like that's what I want to do. So for for you guys, I mean, what what was it that made you? you I guess made you initially decide that's the shit I want to do. Okay, everyone. So right here is where we decided to take the podcast from the common area that we were recording in. We took it upstairs to Cade Courtley's room. Um, things got a little weird there for a second, but in the best way possible. The first thing you're going to hear is Ray Cash Care uh, taking a nice long piss and relieving himself. So you'll we'll get right back into into the episode. And give it just a couple seconds. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Ooh, there's a lot of heat going on in a lot of places. Good deal. All right. Well, that was a. Uh, I wonder why I got so quiet. Like it's a buck. Well, we had to we had to listen to you taking a piss. So everybody, that was uh, that know, was the famous Ray Cash. I used Care to do that on taking a piss. Uh, the Overcome and Conquer show. Whenever I would have a guest and we would really get into it, I would literally you would hear me. I would have a bottle and I would piss because, like, if you're really talking about something cool, I don't want to break and say I have to go to the bathroom. And literally, I was doing that one time. He was major cool. And he goes, "Are you pissing in a bottle?" I'm like. Yeah, I want to keep focused on it, you know. And he was just like, "Dude, I'm like, no, you can't see it." I'm like, "But you can hear it." It's like, <laughs> bro, the first thing you learn if you're on a TV or movie set is you learn how to turn that fucking mic pack off immediately. Yeah, because that shit's incriminating. Well, because yeah, that's yeah, where you yeah. get the good stories at too. Like, oh, the, yeah. do you see that? You know, we're yeah, yeah. Seeing, yeah. I had the audio guys like, huh, diarrhea, huh? I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, shit, mic pack. <laughs> oh, see, so leaving on, they get to hear oh, everything. You, you it's funny, dude. Hey, for Christ's sake, can we get back to Ray Cash Care? I'm yeah, sorry. Hey, so, again, sorry for the delay. We had to choke out some senior citizens that were talking Correct. too loud, but Correct. we're back, brother. And since, Ray? Since then, I've put um, Naked Warrior Recovery um, Balm, right? That's your, your it's menthol. A, it's it's, the, uh, it's the, the muscle and joint. The muscle rub. and joint. I put it, I have a, so you guys know on a serious note, I'm going through some back issues right now, and I'm still going to do the swim. But I decided to put it on my upper groin, thigh, and then straight on my balls. 
and it is warm. It's warm, um, it's and a, I like it's it. It's a cooling and warming effect. It is. It definitely it's like, gets the blood flow. It's I like mean, when you, you eat a Hall's mentholipus and you go, <gasps> and you inhale, that's what my balls feel like right now. So, hope your listeners and, uh, like that. I'm sitting right next to him. And True going, story, I wanted to touch really. you right in the middle. I used, my, <laughs> I used my left hand, and I wanted to touch LT with it, and he said, he actually said he would hit me, and I'm injured right now, like an injured fawn. It, it, you would have been more injured. Or... Would you have really punched me in the yeah. face? Fuck yeah! You take your balls. My balls sweaty. are shaved. Well, right. that doesn't surprise me. If they weren't me. shaved, that'd be rude. Your whole body from the neck down is shaved. How Listen, many razors do you go through a week? I go through the. I use the the, the pink ones. I know. No, the, the electric thing. <laughs> oh. Okay. You know how fucking slow I'm in the water. I need all the help I can. <laughs> don't true fact. Cut this. Come on, look at it. True fact. Oh well, because you're sexy, you know it. I'm putting my hair. That's true. He is patting his hair. He looks good. <laughs> I even made my good. beard in uh, an arrow, so it'd be like, stri- I, I don't know, streamlined. I was gonna, I was gonna put some, like beard stuff on it and like, get have the water just like flow off of it tomorrow. Just I'm gonna put like Vaseline, like a, Vaseline like a duck's ass. Well, UDT, man, they used to dump the grease on them. I mean, I'll do whatever it takes. Dude, that was the original wetsuit. Was original. a wool sweater yep. covered in axle grease. Axle grease. Are you Those, serious? True story. Those guys were hard as fuck. Could they make it through buds now? Probably not, but hard as fuck. A wool sweater with axle grease. What the fuck? That was the original axle wetsuit. Axle grease is nasty shit to deal with, anyways. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, God, God bless our forefathers, right? I don't think there was any really right? big OSHA issues back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of them made it past 40. <laughs> it's crazy. I wonder why. Yeah, I can't imagine. Exactly. Sounds can't like imagine. we're joking, but it is actually respect. It is, Nothing man. I mean, those, right. that was the foundation, man. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. just roughnecks. Yeah. Just tough absolutely. dudes. They're like, all right, we need you guys to learn how to clear obstacles because we're going to do an amphibious assault on this place called Normandy. That was the birth of the SEAL team. Because they because they went in and they they just they 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 got obliterated the reef right. I mean they that, that yeah part they had they to clear lanes yeah, clear for lanes. the amphibious landing. So if you've ever seen the movie Saving Private Ryan, yeah. boom, yeah, yeah, that like prior to that, these guys they went in they they surveyed the beach. They found they looked at they 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 found all the like fighting positions, machine gun nests. They figured out like the lanes of like best lanes of assault, what obstacles were in their way, and they took all that intel back after they got back in the water and then they did a hydrographic reconnaissance. Right. They took all that information back and based off of what they <clears throat> saw and reported back, that's that was basically the battle plan for, for Normandy. Yeah. That's crazy. And if you've ever been to Normandy, that's a fucking giant beach with a giant hill that they had to... Yeah. Dude, I tell yeah, you, I, I that, went to... I, yeah, I took my SEAL platoon there. So we went to, in 2005, we, we went to Iraq and this is where we were like flip-flopping, you know, like half the deployment in like Germany, the other half in Iraq or Afghanistan. And, uh, and so my platoon, we, we spent four and a half months in Iraq and then last, the last six weeks of deployment in, in Stuttgart, Germany. And, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't a fine, it wasn't a terrible way to, to end the deployment. Um, but we did a, a professional development trip out to Normandy and I just had the new guys. I was a platoon chief, just the new guys. All right, you guys plan it and you're our tour guide while we're out there. And you know the Navy paid for it, and uh, we went out there, and we, you know, we we saw the cemeteries. We went to mm-hmm. Point du Hoc. We went to Normandy. We went to all the all the beaches. We did wow. all that was. It was a badass. Trip. How fucking That's sobering awesome. was that too? I, I mean, I was like, at, like dude, no, I'm standing I bet, on that like, beach, and I'm like, holy nobody shit! Nobody talking, I bet, just taking it in. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. That's insane. I mean, it was crazy. That's, if anybody hasn't been there, put it on your list. 
there's See, I different need to, places I need to do that. geographically I need to go. like that, like the Coliseum. You know, there's mm-hmm. where yeah. you go in, and you know, I, I don't, I, I, I can't really consider myself warriors compared to the men that we're talking about. But like when you go in the Coliseum, you feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to Normandy, you feel it. And it's, I'll tell you what, man. If you play, if you were to play the national anthem at the, at fucking Normandy, and no one's, and people were walking around. It would be a much different result. Than yeah, it'd be a it'd be a rugby match. Yeah, yeah I tell absolutely. you what, you talk about sobering tomorrow, early evening. We're going to be at the nine eleven memorial, and yeah. it's just like you don't want to make a sound. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it just hits you like a wave. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, see, I'm excited to go there. I've never, never, Dude, never been there. It's stand by. Yeah. I mean, you get goosebumps. Yep, you get goosebumps. I got them too. You get goosebumps Dude. when you think about it. It's you feel the energy. You feel what happened that day and. Yeah. What ended up happening as a result of that right, day? Right. For twenty years later, yeah. I mean, it happens. It's like I mean, yeah, that that event was just absolutely insane, and and you know, it's like I mean, you guys are all, I assume, very good friends with Rob O'Neill. Got you know, having being the guy to pull the trigger on on the mastermind behind everything. Yeah, no, like, it's, it's it's crazy though. A lot of people don't realize. I'm not going to say he won the lottery, but it could have been anybody, 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 and he just happened to be number two yep, in the through state. the door yep. because number one arced right yep. and thought maybe he was dealing with a bomb yeah. fest. Yeah, and and God bless you, Rob, shooting straight trice. I will tell you this. I don't, I don't think Rob listens to this, but <laughs> well, Rob will because I'll call Rob after this. So Rob and I do business together, and we are right. friends. And I tell you this: this is the only difference between. Rob O'Neill and Ray Cash Care Foreman Navy SEAL. If I would have taken that shot, there would be national holidays for me and there would be statues for me. A bridge. A bridge. Yes. No, that's Turbo. We can't. Turbo gets the bridge. Ray would have a I bridge. I would have statues, like everywhere. There would be statues. And then the me. number three guy would have taken care of business. And then there would have been like, bring two body bags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you started this. No. Yeah. You always started. He has made fun of me since Buds. And I could tell you some of the things that this man did for me and Buds that he broke some rules. He used to let me run ahead of Chow and go get a piece of ass. He oh, yeah? Used to... Be- before he met his wife. Before, yeah, thank you. Way before I met you, baby. I, I, did, I did just, <laughs> I did just mention well, Trish. Well, we're talking about Buds. I mean, I met my wife on the way out of the SEAL teams, yes. Yeah, but, see, it's all good then. Yeah, but this is not Ray Cash Care. This is someone else talking. <laughs> but he did. He used to, yeah. That's he used to awesome. Help me out. Man. That's I awesome. Love, I love you like a brother. It's still have, smell dude. my hands. Smell? Oh, brother. I can smell. I can, I can smell your balls, and they smell great, Ray. I can yeah. smell. I good. feel like a geriatric because I've got more Ben Gay and menthol. We should. Oh, we should have rubbed that on the ladies in the other room. We could have oh finished the podcast gosh. up there. Mellowed them right out. You know, the one girl was wow. she. The one girl was the actress from Lucifer and. Uh, um, down Dexter. There? Dexter. Down there? She was the babysitter on Dexter. That's who she is. That's Jeff's girlfriend. All right. Down there. What? Yeah, the the dark haired girl that the we saw. The little Latina yeah. girl. Yeah. She That's fucking it. drove me nuts. So. Yeah. I'm not gonna watch either of those shows now. You know? Yeah. Well, not if you hated her character, try dating an actress. Holy, fucking certifiable. Every one of them. They wild. Yeah. Certifiable. Awesome. Nuts. <laughs> We were talking about daddy issues earlier. Holy crap. That's a town full of them. It's funny. I, I think I've, I've heard the same thing about seals. 
There's some, there's some truth to that. I got some issues. <laughs> there's probably more issues on this couch than you know, deal with. There's some truth to that. There's got to be a certain something that sends you in that direction. I mean, you you were trying to finish up why you wanted the teams. You know, good transition, Kate. Oh, yeah, Thank that, you. That is a Bottom good line, Thank here's you, the deal, guys. You know, I, you know, there's growth coaches and I think there's pain coaches, and I'm a, I've dealt with a lot of pain. So, physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and financial and sexual pain. I've dealt with a lot of bad shit as a kid. Right. It's made me, I think it's, but it's made me who I am. I don't feel sorry for it, all the bad shit that happened to me. I will tell you, um, no one watches my daughter. My wife's a stay-at-home mom, and I love that, and even though she was a very successful businesswoman. I, I, you know, I think men deal with different things, the inner bitch. Sometimes we have the fear, doubts, and frustrations, and we also deal with, you know, we, the toxic cognitions is the fancy word, but PTSD and trauma. Like if somebody did the things to me that, or did the things to my daughter that they were done to me, it would just be. I mean, I'd skin someone alive. Right. So how do I deal with that? I create an environment where my wife, where we have the financial stability, where she can stay home and take it. My wife or me takes my daughter to private school every day. We take her back. Do I have issues? Yeah. Am I ever going to get over it? No. I can't outrun that demon. You know. Right. What I mean, we all have probably PTSD from battle and shit. No matter how big or fast or strong you are, that motherfucker is always going to catch you. You right. have to learn how to name, claim, and tame it. I mean, you were with, you've met Turbo. I mean, Turbo lost his lady, <clears throat> Robert's Ridge. Right. You know, you can't drink that away. You can't smoke that away. It's going to come back. And it's weird. I don't know about you. Yeah, I can't speak for Caden and uh, Will, but the dumbest and weirdest things will trigger something from my past that I've been trying to avoid. Same thing happens with my wife. Pre SEAL team. Pre-SEAL team, SEAL team, I mean, just trauma. I have literally, my life, I have, you know, and I, I consider myself successful in sure. different ways. Pain has been the common factor with me, you know. Yeah. Buds, it's fucking painful. Um, getting in the platoon, you know, just everything that you do, there's different forms and levels of pain. Yeah, know? but, I mean, Ray, on that point... You hit a crossroads. You can go hard left or hard right. You can be a victim for the rest of your life yeah. and not add anything to society, probably take away. Or you can make a hard right turn like you did, yeah. and you can just get success, success, success. So it, it's, you know, we all have shit that happens to us. Yeah. You yeah. made a hard right turn, yeah. and you continue to have success. Yeah. And, you know... It's back to the whole character thing. Yeah. But there's people who they want to be a victim. Yeah. That's yes. exactly. You're to be 100% a victim. Dude, they want to ring the bell super, every They're day. super fucking successful and they want to be a victim. I mean. Yeah. You're, no, you're 100% right. 100% I mean, I'll just right. use my sister, for example. We grew up in the same house. We had the same struggles. We had the same whatever. She's completely opposite, isn't she? 100, I know. Like, oh, I know. Well, yeah. A thousand I percent out. Like. Well, she has she's a vagina. Fat, she's she has a shape, vagina. She's like, you have a penis. It's like, a good point, Kate. There's, there's okay. that also. <laughs> Anatomy 101. Uh, but <laughs> Sorry. You, but you know what's, no, hang on a second. I want to no, hear yeah, the rest yeah. of this. But, but yeah, I mean, I, my goal was to be nothing like my parents. Nothing like, like I wanted to like, like I saw all the stuff that I didn't like about them or what they did or choices or whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to, I grew up poor. I poor, you know, free lunch and whatever. My grandparents helped helped us like financially. So that was, you know, one of the like <coughs> sanity pieces that I had in my life. But, um, you know, outside of that, we were, we were poor. My dad was a, he was in the Navy, but he had some shit going on in his life. My mom had, you know, some depression and whatever. Uh, my dad ended up killing himself. Like after I graduated, uh, SDV school after buds, um, 
and then uh, like he's one of those 22 a day actually um, my sister is she's on more meds than who knows what to do with but she likes the attention that it gets her mm-hmm. and and I'm like I don't want to be part of any of that like I don't speak to my sister I don't like associate myself with with those people I mean my ex-wife is the same way she's like she has her own physical therapy practice. She's got a bunch of employees. She, um, but she's always the fucking victim. Oh, I'm always doing something terrible. I don't speak to her ever. I go through an intermediary. I refuse to speak to her and give her the satisfaction of like trying to like fucking pull me down because that fucking hurt me for a long time. Like the the shit that I dealt with, um, the baggage that I have. Like I, I have more. I have more. I don't call it PTSD or anything else. I call it baggage. Yeah. Just because there's a lot of different forms of it, and I have more from her than seven combat deployments. But, but I remember the, you saying that. What's the Fuck. what's the gene that makes you do that soft left or that hard right? What, I what is it? I know. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you think people are, are born with that? With that? With that? I mean, in that defining moment where you're you, so so Marcus, and then they had that podcast team never quit, right? And they always ask every guest, "What's your never quit moment?" I mean, do you think that that's something that everybody has, or do you think only... You know, it's funny. Bud's, for the last probably 30 years, has been doing everything in their power to try and figure out what is a common trait that gets these guys to graduation. Because that's the goal, is to get these guys to graduate. It's not not to get them to quit. They've been doing backflips trying to figure out if we can get this... Oh, they've got this chromosome. They have this peptide... These are the guys that 90% of the time make it to graduation, and they still haven't figured it out. And they've done every experiment in the book. So I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean... That's interesting that you bring up that whole like chromosome, peptide, whatever. I listened to a podcast, a Ben Greenfield podcast, and he had a guest on there that was talking about, oh, if you have this whatever thing, chemistry in your body, then you're more likely to graduate SEAL training because he was working with some SEAL or something. Maybe he was part of the the thing that you're kind of the study that you're talking about. But I mean, I like, if you look like the three of us, just look at the three of us, like our backgrounds are vastly different, but we just have one thing in common, which is we huge cock. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I took the words right out of my mouth. I took the words right out of my mouth. I Maybe they should start measuring guys before they start first phase. But like, I have a small dick. Sorry. Uh, you're sub nine. You can move on. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, you were making a serious point. I was being an asshole. But I mean, no. I just punched myself in the face. Totally cool. But uh, but you know, we we have this desire to be awesome. And I I you know I was doing a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was talking about my boat crew in in buds, and my boat crew. We so I didn't start in this boat crew, but I saw this boat crew winning, and I'm like, after enough people quit, I this is no shit. This was my podcast. I worked my way up to that boat crew, and uh, in this boat crew, we won every race in buds, almost every race, 98 percent of them. Like we actually got secured early. Sound familiar? From Hell Week, I lost every race. Yeah, right. But it was, but there was something about like being in that boat crew, where, you know, you can you can not quit and just still be mediocre. Yeah. Or you can not quit and still be and be awesome. You have a choice. Like I say buds is easy because you, you, you either quit or you keep going. And then you have the other choice of keep going and still be mediocre or keep going and be awesome. And those are like the three of us I know for sure we we want to be awesome. I mean, Ray dude, was you, we'll, we'll just we'll say Jay was holding him back in, in dude, dude uh, but group. it's <laughs> I had the exact same experience. Like 
my boat, we were boat crew too. Yeah. And we got together, we had dinner that Friday night before, and we just, we started bonding. Yeah. And we decided at that dinner, we're going to make Hell Week a game. This is going to be a competition. Yeah. It's not going to be, can we make it to Friday? It's going to be, we're going to win every race. And it ends up compounding because every race you win, you're getting time to chill out. They're giving you 20 minutes here and 15 minutes there. And so our mindset was, this is a competition. This is a fucking track meet. We're not going to be afraid. We're not going to be scared. Oh, they're going to put us in the ocean. Fuck yeah, it's Hell Week. Come on, let's go. So the mindset was always, we're going to win every race. And we thrived on that. Yeah. And it was awesome, and we won every race. And I'll never forget, it was maybe Thursday, and I said, guys, I'm kind of, because I was a class leader, I'm like, I'm kind of starting to feel a little guilty here. What do you say we let one of these other boats win? <laughs> let, let's, let's, like, dump this one. And we started doing it, and then the guy's like, no, fuck, we, fuck no, <laughs> yeah. we got to keep this going. And, and then one of the guys at Boat Crew 1 is like, oh, there they go, Boat Crew 2, winning again. And it was like, and that was the mindset. And it was, and, and I, I honestly mean this. For me, with all the injuries, I finally got to Hell Week. Hell Week was a fucking blast. I loved, it. Hell Week. I loved Hell Week. Yeah. Because. When I had guys around me that were trying to quit, I'm like, yeah. yeah. I, yep. I've been oh, here too. so much. I'm like, beat it. Dude, and don't, it's, I, don't, it, I don't want you around. It's like, like the guy saying Vietnam. I don't even want to know you till you've been here for six months. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't want to know anybody until they got done with Hell Week. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, I was yeah. like, hey, let's trim the fat. Yeah. And well, I was the complete opposite spectrum of fucking Hell Week. Because we were the same Hell Week, <laughs> Hell Week class. We lost fucking everything. But I was just like, you know, I mean, I lost 16 pounds in fucking Hell Week. Jeez. Because it just, and I mean, we're eating, right? And, right. But we get MREs and we'd have to do boat stuff. But, you know, but I never cared. It was just like, I'm honored to be here. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, hey, I'll maybe one day I'll go from boat crew, whatever I was, to Smurf crew, to whatever it was. But, you know, I wanted to touch on what you said. I think the chromosome that all three of us have <laughs> that most people don't is people have the need and the want. There's like these two chromosomes, right? Like, I want a million dollars. I want to make my coffee company the most successful. Yeah. Yeah. I want whatever it is, right? But it's the people that tap into the need. Like, I need to be a Navy SEAL. I need to be a part of this brotherhood. I need to be a good father, husband. That hunger. People don't want to tap into the need because it's it's discomfort and discomfort is growth. Sure. And people don't want to fucking grow. And I always tell people, you're never going to grow unless you know, but people don't want to fucking grow and they don't want to know. They're comfortable mm-hmm. with being average. You know, They're comfortable with their nine to five jobs and they're comfortable with having sex with their wife once a month fuck that shit man. right right we're not those kind of guys right yeah you know dude i i so i wrote a survival book and i address i spent the entire first chapter talking about the mindset of survival and i touched on you got to push your comfort zone it's just like if you stop going to the gym guess what's going to happen to the muscles atrophy and then okay i'm okay with this I'm not okay with mediocrity. I, Absolutely. It's harder as you get older to stay hard. Yep. Yeah. It really is. But that's okay because that's another challenge. Right. But the mediocrity thing and uh, I don't, it's just, I don't know. It's, I guess the point I'm trying to make here is you've got to have some kind of a mindset where it's just like, I don't want to yeah. be average. Yeah. I don't want to be mediocre. 
I don't want to be okay. I didn't join the Navy because I was going to make a ton of money. Right. I went to the SEAL teams because I'm like, this is something 0.00 whatever percent sure. of the population want to do. Yeah. And I want to find out as a late bloomer, skinny kid, got my ass beat all the time. You know, I didn't lose a parent like the guys on each side of me, but I had a chip on my shoulder the size of a fucking semi. Right. And right. I wanted to know. Do I have what it takes to do the toughest thing in the world? Right. That was my driving force. And um, it was the best chapter of my life. It wasn't right. the only chapter of my sure. life, but it's yeah. always probably going to be the best one. That's and, and I love that. I love that that mentality. You say that it is the mentality that, that sets you apart. And, and I would 100% agree. I mean, we talked about a certain individual off the air in between us transitioning up to here. But, I mean, so Ray, for example, is it, his back, and his, it's all fucked up right now, right? Yeah. He's going to go jump in the Hudson River and fucking Sorry, swim no, dragon, 3 dragon, miles tomorrow. You, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> like it just that that's something you don't you don't see obviously you don't see out in 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 the world today just in in, in general. But well, you you also don't see that all the time with individuals like yourself. And so well, the fact that yeah. that you're doing that, man, I a little I, something about team guys. Our mentality and that spirit never matures. Yeah. We're still 25 yeah. at heart. Yeah. We're 47, 49, and 51. Yeah, you know? But our bodies, I mean, shit, I had to get a knee replaced and both shoulders done. And it's like, but there is no way we're going to quit on a swim tomorrow. Are you kidding me? I'd right. have to move to Iceland. Right. I'll fucking drown before I have Will Brown save me. I will drown. <laughs> like someone, else, I cannot be saved by a Navy SEAL. I can't. I think you said that on the phone to me. But, but I did. But you know, you, I got to give credit to where Kate's talking about with the mindset. I mean, and I'm being serious here. I mean, you've got 47, <clears throat> 51, and, and 49. I'm not going to lie to you. And I, I'm, I know I'm the vain one of the crew, but we fucking look better. And we're in better shape oh, yeah. than most men, I think, between the ages of 18 and 25 right now. Yeah, and absolutely. It's it's not because we're genetically gifted. I don't believe I don't believe in just, you know, um, have a natural given talent. I mean, some I believe in just hard fucking work. Yep. And right. I've known I've known this man, holy shit, since Buds. And Will, when he showed up, I was his sea daddy, took him on our way. But you know, the only difference between us now and then was we were leaner back then. We just got more muscle mass on us, but and we've calmed down with our crazy ways. Right. Yeah. But we're still those guys. I mean, you know, like we can sit down and have a nice dinner, and, and but if we need to flip on that switch, there's no, I, you know, I, if they were like, hey, I want you to take these two professional fighters, these guys, I got these guys. These guys are on my side. I know exactly what I'm getting, right? And I know that they're not going to quit. Yeah. They're not going to quit on me. That's <clears throat> what I think the world needs more of just that type of mentality. Uh, I mean, I wish like whether it's a team guy who's 75 years old or a team guy who's 25 years old, it's a ride or die mentality. Absolutely. I mean, that's our relationship. Absolutely. It is. I don't know his first name, his last name or what the hell he's up to, but that's a team guy. All right, let's go. I'll do my best. Well, I could see, I could see that today when we went, when, you know, when we went to, to breakfast or brunch, whatever we want to call it, it was that same way. I mean, if you didn't know and stand by, we're in Jersey City, so it's the ambulance for raised nuts. <laughs> they feel good now. They're like a cool medium. Go from a ten to like a <laughs> yeah. six it's and like a half. Nice six and a half. It feels. It's just like it feels like someone's going. With my paws, it feels good. Guys, Will, that has to make you feel good. Naked warrior. That's You're right. Welcome. That's right. That is naked, naked warrior. warrior. Naked warrior. That is exactly right. But Bye. yeah, I you know when you guys start talking about about Hell Week and buds. 
So when Will came on the podcast the first time, you had so there was a couple couple little snippets that I got from it, right? I had I told you I had a buddy that was writing shit down. Right. It was hilarious. I had a kid, I had one of my friends growing up. He calls me. He's like, he's like, bro, that fucking episode was sick. Will's awesome, and he like sent me a picture of yeah, of like a bunch awesome. of bunch of notes of like quotes of. That will, you know, suffer in the front rather Sometimes than suffer in the I back. Sometimes I see smart stuff. Um, it doesn't happen often, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just I, when when you sit down and you start talking to you guys and let, letting you guys spitball off each other, man, it's you can see it, right? There's, it's just a different mentality. Again, second ambulance for his other nuts. For Ray Care Cash, former Navy SEALs nuts. <laughs> My balls. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, so now to kind of switch gears here, when you guys were in the teams and you guys were. We're doing your thing. Was there ever a moment? And this is this is something that I so following Jason Redman, I had seen. You know, you can see that he obviously went through some shit, right? And so for me, <laughs> I love Jason. I love Jason. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, have any of you been in that position where you thought for sure you were? I mean, you you weren't gonna make it out. I mean, have you ever been in a position when you were in the teams where you thought, yeah, I'm. This is it? You know what? I I don't. Will you want to go first or? No, you go ahead. So, um, I kind of look at the fact that uh, I was in a leadership position sure. as it made it a little easier because I, you know, I, I wasn't married and I didn't have kids. Made what easier? Just it made the job easier. Whether I was a class leader at Buds or an assistant platoon commander or platoon commander, right. it made that easier because I didn't have to think about I'm leaving my wife and kids at home. Mm-hmm. I've got all this to potentially lose. And that's why I decided not to have kids. I wanted to be selfish and give everything to the job. Sure. And I, that, and I didn't want to maybe not come home and have some fucking asshole raising my kids. So I was able to focus in on this is my job, and I need to make sure all my boys come home. And that made things easier. I didn't have to think about, uh, holy shit, I'm hypothermic in hell week because I could keep my mind busy with, all right, what's our next evolution? What do we got to do? Where do we got to be? Yeah. Uh, how so-and-so doing, oh, fucking Brown's hurting, let's see if we can help him out. Or especially deployed, all right, I need to make sure I plan and execute what we're getting ready to do to the very best of my ability because, yeah, mission than the man, but I wanted to make sure all the men came fucking home to their families. So it sounds kind of selfish, but it totally worked for me, and it made my job a lot easier. I didn't have to worry about, holy crap, somebody just beat up my daughter in the playground we're getting ready to go out on something and i've got this thing rattling around in my brain right right yeah that's yeah and that yeah i totally understand that now now when you were when you were in the like in the teams and i'm talking like combat scenarios right i mean was there ever a point that you thought you were i mean there were times where some shit was going sideways like gunfights are not a big deal because i know that for me, anytime bullets are flying, sure. I've been I got shot when I was 15 years old. So my thought was like, dude, I've already been shot, fellas. I'm good. I, the, the 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 probability of me getting shot again is pretty low. But when when shit started blowing up around us, I got a little more concerned. Sure. Um, but really, when anytime we were in like kind of weird, curious. Uh, Difficult scenarios, combat scenarios, you can't think too far into it. You just have to address it as it comes at you. And, right. you know, sometimes it works out really well. Sometimes it didn't work out that well. But then we work, we still work through it. Sure. Um, 
So it, it, it really it just comes back to what your training is. Yeah. And I think because we were so well-trained going into combat, it didn't matter what the scenario was. Like, we lost a lot of people one night. And, you know, we just, we again, we just relied on our training. We did what we needed to do, and we got out of there. And That's that's cool, man. So you never really, it, it's never really like a, a, a glaring thought for you. And, and that's one like thing Like, sometimes, that, like, before going out the door, you're like, oh, this could go fucking sideways. And these are, yeah. like, contingencies and scenarios. I mean, yeah. just, like, jumping out of an airplane or a sure. helicopter or whatever. Sure. Like, free fall. I, you know, I'm like, oh. But once you, like, once you exit... You're like, all right. Well, you know, I mean, I think there's something to be yeah, said. That's what it is now. Uh, like, war is a young man's game, too. You've probably heard that before. Right. I think uh, the gladiator mentality is like, nah, all right, well, today's my day. I mean, I graduated high school. A week later, three of my friends from my graduating <clears throat> class were murdered. 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 There was a guy that escaped from prison. He went up to the foothills above Boulder, Colorado. He acted like he was a park ranger. He said, hey, you guys aren't supposed to be, they were target practicing. He's like, you guys aren't supposed to be doing this up here. I need you to drop your weapons and get down on your stomachs. And then <laughs> fucking killed him. Holy shit. Right there. And I got the phone call that night. And they're like, hey, Chris, Jimmy, and Mitch, they're, they're dead. I was like, what? He's like, yeah. Holy shit. Some guy just fucking capped him. And I've used that to this day. I slept like a baby that night, and it sounds really weird, but I realized, you know what? If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If you're going to spend a ton of time and energy worrying about this or that or fear, it's fucking pointless. Now, that's easy to do when you're 25 and you don't have a wife or kids. Sure. But that gave me strength the entire time I was in the SEAL teams and going on and doing the stuff with the agency later. It's like, right? I, okay, so I can sit here and be a nervous fucking anxious wreck. Or it's like that bullet just might tag me in the forehead. Sure, but all right. But you're and all you're you're ready. For, what I hate saying you're ready for it. That no, it's not macabre, ready. It's just like but, all right. Exactly. Yeah. But and, again, I go back to my previous point. It's easy to have that mentality when you don't have something back home. Correct. You know yeah. what was going to happen? Oh, they're going to have to sell my Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you know going back going back to Robo and you know the reason I ask this is because. Um, that day that, that Rob, you know, they had crashed the helicopter and whatever in the compound. Rob was saying that, that, you know, he thought, you know, he got called out. And so for him, it was, well, we're not coming back from this one. And hearing that, I'm like, I'm like holy shit. Like, I, I can't imagine being in that position where you're just like, yeah, well, this is probably the last one. Well, doesn't everybody in this world have a priority? That was yeah. theirs. They're like, this is worth it. Yeah. Again, we're going to go to the 9-11 Memorial tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you know. 32 of us for 3,000. That's yeah. pretty good odds. Yeah. You know what Rob said? The worst part of that mission was is when the mission was over with. Fucking sitting in that helicopter. Sitting in that fucking helicopter. Yeah. From Pakistan. Just literally. Fucking, that is the worst. Looking at his watch saying, are we going to make it out and back across with the border? The, without, yeah, without Rocket getting shot. Border, right? Are yeah. we going to make it across the border? Because, you know, it's just like high altitude climbing. <sighs> yep. Most people die on the way back down. The summit, you're halfway there. Right. It's the descent that, that gets them. Jeez, man, that's insane. That's that's crazy to think about it. You know, I, just thinking about having to sit there and be like, because there has to be a certain area that as soon as they no, cross, no, he, he said good, he right? literally stared yeah. at his watch. He's like, all right, 
What 40 point? minutes to go. And he's already got to be on this. 30 minutes to go. I don't think it even hit you any of those guys until they yet? went wheels down, right? Until they went wheels down. Yeah, I talked to Rob. It's, I mean, we've had many conversations, but all of a sudden the pilot came over, the crew chief, welcome the welcome to Afghanistan. And they were like, yeah, you know, they. That's the only it. time you'd ever cheer being yeah, in cool, Afghanistan. Man. That's fucking cool. But, Jeez, and man. I think that's where they're talking about. Both of them have said that. You know, when you're in, when you're in the shit, I mean, I, I just think about, like, I don't even worry about me. I'm worried about getting my guys out, right? Because I, I, same thing. I'm not piggybacking off. They are sure. up and I had no family. It, this was my family. Sure. Um, I can't let them down. But it's when when the machine slows down, that's yeah. when you start thinking about stuff. And then we have what's called ARs, after action report, where LT may say, hey, you know, because the more you get in battles and you do things, the more, like, it's the first jump, right? We're looking at the altimeter. You're going to start getting a wider spectrum of view. Yeah. And I've definitely been critiqued and critiqued other people and things, and it's just it's welcomed, right? But it's it's when the shit slows down is when I start thinking, holy fuck, I could have done this better. And I think that's how we continually try to raise the bar. I will tell you, when I was 25, 23, arrogance was was the death of me. I didn't. I thought I could do anything. Like with the oh. guys I was with, like if they were like, we want you to go. With, okay. All right. Does done. anybody on this couch? Not think they felt bulletproof yeah. at that age? Nothing would hurt I me. I still think I'm bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> well, one, one out of three of us is. When you surround yourself with this type of caliber people right. that like are, you know, these are fucking 12-cylinder <clears throat> machines that are just, they live, eat, and breathe America and defending their country, and they'll do anything. Correct. Like, you know, you know, hey, I can run, I can, I can leave my wounded buddy there, or I can fucking go home, you know. I'll stay in the fight. I mean, I've had a step over wounded people before to continue to fight, and then we got to get you know we got to get them off that X. But we don't leave anybody behind. We wouldn't do it here. Right. You it, know, it doesn't matter. You know what I I think after hearing you guys say that, it makes me think about about you're focusing more on other people, not so much yourself. Right. I mean, society it's society selfish these days. You know well, what I mean? And I mean, so, that's the whole concept of buds and it exactly. really in the big picture hasn't changed in 70 years yeah. you can't yeah. be more than six feet away yeah. from a guy battle buddy you right. can't ever drop your paddle i mean and then the hell week it, it, it's not we're going to be like dogs it's you guys are going to go through this experience together and your bonds are going to be fucking yeah. right super glue right and so buds isn't that complicated right and that's why it hasn't really changed that much yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, you heard Rich say that today. It was Rich, right? That was his name, the guy that we went to brunch with. Hoagland. Hoagland. Yeah, yeah, Rich. Yeah, so he, yeah, he said that same thing. He's like, it really just, he's like, it hasn't really changed that much. Yeah. But you know what you're getting? Correct. Class one twenty eight, class two hundred two, two hundred eight, two hundred eight, two hundred. You're getting the same. You're getting the same. We've been broken down and rebuilt the same way. What we have, we have the same engines. Yep. We might have different body styles, but the engines yeah. are going right. Yeah. But the engines are. Or fucking race engines. Yeah. Whether yeah. you're 60 or 50. Yeah. Or, yeah. You ever see the beginning of Conan, the barbarian uh -uh. with Schwarzenegger? Uh-uh. All right. That's butts. They take a raw piece of steel. They beat the shit out of it. They throw it in really cold water. And after a certain period of time, you have this amazing sharp sword. That's butts. Wow. It's as simple as that. The symbol is. I'm going to use that. No, but it's fucking sweet. That's fucking sweet. Buds is heat, beat, chill, repeat. That's awesome, man. That's 
it's funny that he actually does the MDK project with Bedros because for me, I was on I was on YouTube one day, and this is serious. I mean, it would have had it had to have been right after you guys started this, Ray. The 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 MDK, the Modern Day Night program. I had I had is it the Modern Day Night program or Modern Not Day? Just the Modern Day Night. Okay, so when we when we started that, uh, when you guys started that, I saw a YouTube ad for it, and I was like, and I had a fascination with with the SEAL lifestyle and the training and buds, dude. I was like, I got to know more about that, and and unfortunately, you know, I I don't remember reading much more about it. But then I met you, fuck man, I can't wait to to talk to you more about that that program. Give me a discount, you want to come to it? But this is what I'm, I'm gonna tell you the same thing I told my wife when she met me. Careful what you fucking wish for. Both these guys know my wife, because <laughs> because oh yeah, exactly because this is the the misconception of fucking seals and what we do. Like whether we were on a, a sub or we were on a carrier, we're doing something. The people would see us laying out and relaxing or doing a little bit of work or seeing us at the sure. gym and doing this. What they didn't see is when the sun went down and the, and the bad things that had to go away at night, that's the shit we did. All they saw was big tan buff guys thinking that we didn't do anything mm-hmm. the way we want, but it's what we do you know, after working hours. Yeah. And I, it used to piss me off because guys would be like, oh, these, these fucking guys. And, Are you drinking more wine out of a can? <laughs> chirp, chirp. <laughs> that's my class ELT <laughs> it's funny we had another sealed show up named Dale McClellan he like they fucking do the wine right away is that 19 whatever <laughs> yeah right but, off the bat right off the bat but no um, and it used to piss me off in the in the Navy because like SDV we do a dive all fucking night long right we'd come in like Siganella that we would pull in we'd have to like pull the boats out there's still a ton of work and like all these people would be watching me I'd be like, motherfucker, do you know? You guys are just, just out get... there with your shirts off, getting sun, just yeah. working out, working just paid to work out. Yeah, dude, they had I, no it, idea what we did. No, but Ray, it's so funny you say that because I mean, that's my ex-wife. I was like, <laughs> she no, no, but it's like she loved the idea of being married to Navy Seal, but the reality of I haven't talked to him in a month and he's not right. going to be back for seven months. Yeah, nah, the reality kind of stunk. Yeah, but then again, I was fishing in the wrong holes at that point in my life. It's, yeah, and and for me, it's not so. And this is just me personally. It's not so much, you know. It's, the fascination doesn't come from from the fact that you guys are in, you know, in there. You guys taking out people like like Bin Laden. That stuff's awesome. But for me, it, it goes a little bit deeper. Where I've never, you know, my my childhood growing up, I had it was. Like I mean, we weren't incredibly poor. We weren't well. We weren't well to do at all. But for me, I had never been to that point where I've just been completely broken down. You know what I mean? And even today, and that's one thing that 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 I, I don't I don't love about where I'm at is I've just never been at that point where I'm. I've always been able to just kind of figure it out. You know, kind of low key, whatever, get by. I've never been busted down, broken down, whatever you want to call it, mentally, physically. I've never been to that point. And so that's something that that's my fascination there is basically seeing how I would, how I would react. I mean, that's well, why you, I watch so much I, bud stuff in the selection. Go, you should go to race. Well, that's what I'm saying. And, and that's, the, that's the hope, right? The hierarchy of needs. I don't think most people are getting maybe one level below the pyramid top. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, that's the great thing about how we can, again, the metaphor I used about how people make a sword, you take that and you, you're at the point, and we talked about this last night at dinner, where you're so cold, you want to be inside that dude next to you, not literally, but you know what I mean. I mean, you're spooning that guy, and you're saying, bro, pee on me, please, pee because me, the urine is going to be warm. Yeah. 
for a moment and then it's cold again. You're gross. Yeah, but but at least you get that instant gratification. I mean, yeah, that that's what it does. I you know you can't do that on your own either. You can't put yourself at that base level. No. But if you can at least try and challenge yourself on a daily basis and yeah, you know, I, I wrote my book. All right, here's something simple for the average. Okay, man. what's your what's your book called? Uh, <laughs> the Seal Survival Guide. Okay. All right, so something simple like instead of taking the elevator, take the stairs. Yeah. Instead of parking way up front, going to the grocery store, go a few rows back. Mm-hmm. I mean, but if you can push your comfort zone a little bit each day, it builds up. It's like yeah. math. Yep. Uh, but yeah, they. Like I said, Buds hasn't changed. They took us to <laughs> yeah. below the foundation. Exactly. And they started building us back up, and it's a great program. Yeah. And uh, I guess the coolest thing about it now is <clears throat> when I went through SEAL training, Ray and I, and probably will to you, maybe one or two combat experience instructors, now the entire staff has done yeah. multiple yeah. combat deployments. Yeah. Think about the kind of education experience that they yeah. were passing on to our new warriors. That's awesome. Absolutely. And you had, you had spoken. You were an instructor in BUDS. I was. I was. So uh, I finished my platoon commander deployment at SEAL Team 1. And I was like, I need a place to stash out for about six to nine months because I was trying to screen for dev group. Um, I was like, you know, I f- it, it's, it's a weird thing. Like Tom Brady talked about it. He's like, I didn't really figure out how to be a quarterback until like season five. I didn't figure out how to be what I thought was an effective SEAL officer until after my platoon, after I was right. a platoon commander. Right. It just, it takes time. And it's tough because my only officer training was from the senior enlisted at Butts. And that was just, it was getting beat like a dog, but it was really good basics. Take care of your boys. First guy through the door, last guy on the chopper. That's, that's pretty simple, right? And uh, so... The tough thing about being an officer, especially when you're getting close to becoming a lieutenant commander, is uh, and, and trying to get a trying to get a place at Dev Group. You know, there's only a certain number of slots, and until somebody leaves, you're not going in there. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll be the PowerPoint warrior. I, that's fine. Just let me let me at the Super Bowl. Give me give me a shot. I kind of right. just figured it out. And uh, so, like I said, I decided I was going to. Go to Buds, be an instructor. I was in charge of second phase, and I was uh, the senior training officer. And um, that was brutal because at the time, uh, our commanding officer was a shit bag by the name of Ed Bowen. And you know what? It feels so good to be able to say that because there's nothing he can do. And Ed Bowen came in there. This guy was like 150 years old, and his whole goal was, I want to be an admiral. And the only way I'm going to do that, being the CEO of Naval Special Warfare Center, is I'm going to get more graduates out than anybody ever has. And I was like, yes, sir, sounds good to me. But you need to understand, over the last, at that point, 50 years, if we got 100 guys coming through the front door, we're going to get 20 guys to graduation. That has not changed. So if you can get me more guys through the front door, we might achieve your goal of you being an admiral. Shit bag yeah and so basically he's like no his arithmetic was well you know what we're gonna let guys try doing pool comp nine times what are you serious yes. just let them just what? keep uh no no you guys you can't get them wet and sandy until after noon 
every day. No, you can't drop them down. Not unless they earned it. So <laughs> they it, showed up. That's they earned it. <laughs> that's what I thought. So my last tour of duty in the Navy was incredibly frustrating because yeah. I promised my brothers over at Team One, I go, hey, it's been a pleasure and an honor to serve here. I'm going next door. I'm going to be an instructor. I give you my word, I will be a gatekeeper. If somebody graduates from Buds and comes over here, they've earned it. Right. And then I was being forced by Captain Shitbag. Nope. Nope. Keep going. Nope. Try him again. Try him again. And That's I was like, I cannot put my signature on this bullshit. And so I resigned. Oh, really? Yeah. I said, no, sir. And I left. And it was, it's still kind of painful to be totally honest with you. It, sure. it hurts because, you know, if you're going to be a team guy, you're given a thousand percent. Yeah. And that's how I left. Yeah. And so, uh, unfortunately, about two months after I left, two students died in training, one of which I tried to get kicked out. So Seriously? he has the dubious honor of not only not making Admiral Shitbag, but being the only commanding officer to lose two students during his tenure. And now he's getting paid a ton of money to be some kind of leadership guy at like the University of San Diego or whatever. So, um, so for him, it was more about him than it was about the overall. Yeah, and unfortunately, when they get to that point, uh, you know, this isn't true for all officers. There's sure. some amazing sure. senior officers out there, amazing with the right motivation. But uh, Captain Bowen, never got your star, bitch. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. And and so, how do you really feel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, it was the edited version. So I'm, is, uh, I'm ready for some of that this, ointment on my balls. This is this is this is why I like meeting with guys like this, and this is why I like to take the podcast because again, we we had set it up to where we we're going to do like business professionals and things like that, and then I started talking with guys like we're Neil. all business professionals. So, well, that's we're what I'm saying. Yes. I mean, we and talked about that in the first the first episode. It, it, I love it, dude. I love it, and this I mean, because this circle doesn't give a shit, right? They don't care what what people think, and those are the kind of people that I'd like to align myself with, and. And, you know, so now, again, going to kind of parlay here into another conversation about, so I kind of wanted to talk to you about the selection when you guys filmed that, right? Yep. Um, how did that even come about, right? I mean, both of you were in TV, you know, things like that. And so for me, it's a totally foreign world. And I'm sure that a lot of people don't understand everything that goes into it. Like, Ray, did you come up with the idea? Did you or Bert or did someone else come up with it? And then did they approach you? No, it was a concept. There was a showrunner, but his first name was Grant and, uh, I had done a few shows um, before that. I was waiting on something else with uh, Mike Janke, of all people. And he was like, I have this concept I'd like to do. And I did something with BBC, and they kind of fucked me in the ass. I was like, you know what? Shocking. No, I don't want to do it. Shocking. It's a good-looking ass. What does BBC stand for again? What is it? British something. <laughs> Broadcasting cunts. Right, yeah. Yeah, whatever. English, you know, um, they're weak. Um, so, so what you're saying... Hollywood fucked you. Well, BBC, yeah, Hollywood. But yeah. anyway, Entertainment I didn't business. want to do... He was like, I got this sh this idea. It's a military show where we take 30 finalists, 30 of America's toughest people, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, nah, I'm good. And I said, thank you. And he goes, I look, you know, because I'm doing all the motivational stuff and your PT machine and all the stuff. And he was, you know, jerking my chain and give me a reach around. It's <laughs> like, no. And then... He said, hey, all I want to do is I want to, you know, so about a week went by, I forgot about him, he called me again and said, listen, there's some really good guys. And I said, listen, here's the problem. TV will take what you say 
and they will fucking turn it into something else. I can sit here and give him a compliment and they can make it sit here, make it sound like I just disrespected his mother, which I would never do. Dude, I know I always said yeah. it's reality TV yeah. until the editors get a hold of it. And I was like, I'm not gonna be a part of that. So Marcus Capone and Sean Haggerty, two team guys, I knew I knew I knew Marcus. Marcus was technically the lead. He reached out and said, Listen, man, they really want you and I've talked to him and long story short. You guys getting a little hot? Yeah. And it's Yeah, we're steaming up the windows here, bro. One thing led to another, Want and I decided on? to do it. Um, we had about, you want me to keep going? Yeah, go for it. We had about 50 instructors try it. They had like one of Marcinko's buddy guys, old guy that was like wearing like gladiator stuff. And I don't know how it worked out, but they we did an interview, and I didn't really even know the guys. I knew Marcus, I didn't know any of the other guys, and we just kind of meshed, and we just went from there. But what I loved about the... The program is, is we had a couple times we, we had mutiny. Like, we were like, they were like, we don't want American flag hanging in the compound. We were like, no. They were like, no, we want to put a history channel. We're like, absolutely not. American flag or we're done. Um, there was a time when they want us to sleep in this fucking barn and had like snakes and stuff. And that was actually Burt Koontz. Burt Koontz is like, you guys can get some trailers and you can do this. And we had... The trailers going, so we each had our own, you know, little teeny, you know, sure. little trailers you get, not the big ones you got, but little ones. <laughs> not when you're until, yeah. You well, gotta, they didn't make you sleep in the honey wagon, did they? No. <laughs> okay, that's good. So non-union. Non no, non-union. <laughs> and the concept, they literally, they let us, they gave us kind of full control. They're like, okay, we want to do these are the things that we heard about. How can we do this, this, and this? And we laid it out and we did it. I think it was a great fucking show. Um, I think it was on the wrong fucking network. Where did you, where do you think it would have? If it would have been on like an ABC or it had been on something that on the, on the right prime time History Channel, they they took over a new direction. I'm not a big History Channel used to follow me. They fucking unfollowed me. I called them a bunch of douchebags yeah. um, because they've changed their political stance. Everything they do, um, I don't believe in that in that channel that program anymore. Um, they have they've really take they're like they fucking sunk. And if we would have been on a CBS or an NBC. I really think we would have been like, you know, shit, Tyler Gray's on SEAL Team now. What are they on? Episode season five? Yeah. They're fucking crushing it because he's on the right network. And our show blows the doors off of you fuckers. So, and I know all those guys and they're great guys. Mark Simos and all those, all those. Shout out those. to my boy, AJ Buckley. Yeah, AJ. I was, yeah, AJ Buckley. We, we had some, we had some guys that, again, some of my buddies that, that were talking about, they didn't think that that show, the way that those people, had were reacting and stuff they didn't think that they thought that they were like a lot of that was kind of staged and kind of i'm like oh that's what i'm saying is is but then you talk to some guys that have been in law enforcement military and they're like you can't fucking fake the the way that these people were whatever number was number 12 i can't remember the kid's name those aren't actors that's what i'm saying there's no this kid this kid got i mean straight broken down came in he said that he was kind of an arrogant kid he was a marathon runner are you talking about ryan kent is that his name number 12 yeah he's he's one of the best ocr racers in the country i made him cry like a baby that dude i mean everything i mean uh, yeah obviously you, you broke him you broke him down all of you guys i mean you guys beat his ass and when he when he passed the finish line, Bert said, "Congratulations on completing the selection." Yep, dude, it's like Tears. a little like a little kid, which I thought was amazing. I th- I thought it was it was amazing. I mean, watching people get broken down, it, it sounds bad, but I love watching people get to that point, and that's what I want. That's where I want to be. I want to get there. You know what I mean? I want to be at that point. Moment in that show where we did 
we did the evaluations, something we do. We do SEAL evaluations, peer evaluations, you know, you have your board. And Ryan Ken is a kid who literally, his father was like an Olympian and all this stuff. His mom, I'm still friends with him. He's just, he doesn't lose. Like he just right. puts out. And he's doing it for recognition from his father who never like told him he loved him. And we had this impactful moment and he's like, and I cut him off, you know, he's like, but I don't think my father ever told me. And I was like, you know, when is enough enough? Like, yeah, you can only win so much because it, it didn't mean anything to him. Like you're, instead of winning, you need to be addressing your father. Yeah. So a lot of things, you know, the show, there was a lot of different aspects that happened and we changed a lot of lives. You know, he's, he's married now. He has a child now. He works for UPS, but he still does this. You know, I mean, how many fucking wins do you how how big does that trophy right, room need to right. be? You know, you can win at other other avenues. You know, that's interesting, and you remember this guy. Uh, I've told the story about a dozen times when people ask me about buds. And uh, Ray and I had a guy in our Hellweek class who was like the poster child for Navy SEAL. The guy would do the conditioning runs, breathing through his nose. The guy would be dry before we were halfway done with our swims. First name Tim. Yep. And Tim was ranked number 10 in the USA for triathletes. Just an incredibly gifted guy from birth, probably. Tim gets into Hell Week and night number three, Tim has never been challenged before. And Tim is the first one on night three to quit in our Hell Week. What? Like, I had the commanding officer come out to me and he's like, hey, you know, Lieutenant Corley, dude. We haven't had a Nobel, which means nobody quits Hell Week, since like the 80s. He's like, you, you guys made it through, you're, you're heading to night three. We go to the Steel Pier, Tim is the first one to quit. And man, like the floodgates open because everybody's like, if that guy can't make it, and we literally, there were probably what, 12, 15 guys that followed Tim. No shit. So right next to Tim, two boat crews down, is a guy named Brown, Seaman Brown. Seaman Brown was a buck 35 soaking wet. He had been challenged every day of his life. So Hell Week was just another week for Seaman yeah. Brown. And he walked through Hell Week. It, it was like, all right, I've been getting my ass kicked every fucking week of my life. Yeah. So superstar Tim, no, yeah. had never experienced a true challenge in his life before because he was just gifted. Yeah. Seaman Brown's like, this is just another week. Yeah, just another another. We gotta pick up their fucking boats and take them back. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's what really? sucks when a bunch sucked. of guys quit. Because then you got two boats on your fucking head that oh. you gotta get back. It sucks. But you know, hey, trim the fat. That's, that's exactly right. Trim the if, fat. You know, if Tim's gonna quit because he didn't get to eat a uh, thousand uh, grams of protein every four hours, what do you think he's gonna do over in Afghanistan? You, right. Right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, you guys talk about Olympians, right? I mean, you know, his, you said his father was like an Olympian, and, and it sounds like this guy probably could have ended up being an Olympian. I mean, he he should have gone to the Olympics instead because of, he wasn't cut out. Yeah. So Bye. for the teams. Bye. Yeah, so this, no, it was too. I mean, it's like thanks for coming. But at least he wouldn't have been, uh, you know, turning away from the flag and stuff like that, like they're doing right now in the Olympics, right? No, no. And look, he, and he was a good guy, and. Yeah. But what, so what are you guys' thoughts on that? I mean, not, um, to, not to disparage any of the athletes. And, and, look, the whole Simone Biles thing, there's different ways that you can look at that, you know, because she is getting scored on different, different, you know, levels. But I'm not a fan of quitting on your team like that because she quit in a team event 
and that's that's something I was not I was not a huge fan of, and I don't even know if you guys have been following it at all, but um, you know I thoughts. I mean, first off, there was the girl that that quit from uh, excuse me, the girl that won bronze was it bronze, and she turned away from the she turned away from the uh, from the flag. Is that right? And, and the hammer throw girl. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see what you guys. I mean, what you guys think about this? Guys that have again, I hate saying been in the shit, but you guys have been in the shit. You know in your training, in your professional career? Well, I think, you know, a lot of, I mean, it speaks to like what we have going on in the nation today. Well, oppression and this and that, and oh my God, you know what? It's, have you ever heard of Maslow's pyramid of hierarchy of needs? That's exactly what's going on. You know what we have in this nation? We have opulence, we have abundance, we have more than any other nation in the world. We have freedom, we have everything that you could fucking possibly desire. We have more opportunity than anywhere else in the world. And when you don't have opportunity and you don't have greatness and abundance and opulence, you don't have time to be making statements or stands. You're grinding, you're busy, like trying to figure your shit out. You're trying to make a living. You're trying to like grow a business. You're trying to like be a better person. It's because we have this going on right now because we have fucking greatness. We have the greatest country on the earth. We have, you know, there's not, now there's a huge homeless population. There are some things going on that we can address and we can fix, but we're not fixing it by turning on your country. We, you know, we only have that attitude because we have so much. And when you don't have it, you don't have that fucking attitude anymore. Right. You have the attitude of like, let's fucking figure it out and get it done. But because we have so much, so many riches right now and like, oh, people, um, I'm not rich. I'm not rich either. But you know what? I'm figuring it out, and and I, you know, I have I'm like Seaman Brown. I had to fucking grind my way all the way through buds and like everything in my life. Uh, nothing has come easy, I, but I work for it, and I, right. I put a fair amount of work in. And right. I, I don't have time to like, you know, dispute or say someone is oppressed or not oppressed or what. We have greatness in the country. Absolutely. It doesn't matter your skin color or anything else or your occupation. Absolutely. Yeah. It's. It's it's definitely a weird uh, dynamic doing that. I mean, you know, I, I would like love that. for some of these people who feel the need to kneel down, go live in Venezuela for a month. Oh dude. my goodness! Probably dude. wouldn't make it a day. Yeah, absolutely. Go to Russia and kneel down when their flag goes up. You're going to be in the gulag until you die. Right. And I, it's the other part about it is, I just think back to the whole selfish part. They're thinking, well, if I kneel down now, I'll get another 150,000 followers right. and maybe a deal from Nike. How yeah. fucking selfish is that? It's true. I mean, it's 100% true. I don't know how many, you know, I don't know what, what all had happened, you know, in terms of like endorsements and stuff like that for the hammer thrower, but you know, you know that her following went. Oh, oh she's got an agent or two right now right. hitting all these big corporations that are tripping over themselves to try and please everybody in the United States. Right. And they'll be like, hey, Delta Airlines. Yeah, yeah. We believe in the hammer throw and turning our back because we need to try and please even that 38-year-old who never got invited to prom living in their parents' basement. Right. Because we're for everybody. Yeah. You know what? If these fucking corporations would spend less time doing that and literally focus in on hardworking patriotic Americans, 
their sales would go up exponentially. Oh, absolutely. But they're tripping over themselves trying to please everybody. That's exactly right. And it's right. just, it's really fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it's it, it's sickening. Ray, I don't know if you have anything, you know, add to that. I mean, about about the, the Olympics. Ray's nuts are still, like, disrespect. simmering. <laughs> bottom, line, bottom line, you shouldn't be in the Olympics if you don't fucking love this country. You're there to represent. You're an ambassador to this country. And that's the thing. We're in, if, you, if you're born in America, you're an ambassador from the day you, you're born to the day you die. If you don't like the fucking, the red, white, and blue, what I got tattooed on my arm, then fucking go to another country. Yep. You know, if, that's the thing. And everybody's like, well, it's my right. It's my right. It's my right. Go to other countries and see what kind of rights you don't have. Exactly. And, uh, and then fucking come talk to me. Because we've been all the shitholes right, in the world. I don't right. care. Um, but people taking knees, fuck your endorsements. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and all the, and your fucking followers. It really pisses me off, you know. Um, the thing is, is now, like, who was the last girl that won? Like, she was the wrestler or whatever? The wrestler. The, yeah, the, I mean, people were giving her, I mean, what she did was amazing. But what she did is what any fucking Olympian should do. The they flag. should be representing, they should be draping that flag across their back. It should never touch the ground. And they should be, they, I am so proud to represent my country. You hear what the interviewer asked her? No. He was, I, I think he was trying to stir up some kind of controversy. He's like, well, so what does that, what does that mean to you? Yeah. What does that, what does that, what does that, do you have uh, on your shoulders mean to you? And she just shut that shit down. She's like, "Oh, I love, I love, I love this country. I love it so much." Yeah, I and saw that. And I'm fuck, man, I was yeah, like, bottom line, she did what, what, what should be done. Exactly. This, that is industry standard for being a fucking Olympian. What an honor to be able to go and oh and, and Dude, I, compete I, for your country. For the first time in my life, I was rooting against the women's soccer team. Yeah. And I'm not just talking the women's soccer team. I was rooting against somebody representing America. Yeah, I wanted them to be like face the music. I don't even watch yeah. the karma Olympics. is a bitch. Yeah, that's true. It's true, and then they end up getting bronze. I mean, they're supposed to be the best in the world, and and but you know that's okay because Subway is going to pay what's her name? That's right, the purple Rap, hair, a million dollars a year. So you know what? Up. Shame on you, Subway. Yeah. It just it, it's just sickening, man. Seeing where the direction that things are headed, but yeah. Um, yeah I get, so one last thing before we end this, I, again, I know that having to switch from downstairs to up here, I feel like shit. We didn't switch. But remember, we choked those senior citizens. That's oh yeah, that's right, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, before we did all that, we got. Um, do you got a shovel? Uh, no, but you guys are seals. You guys will figure it out, right? Right. Well, you said that someone says, "Hey, start a company." You're a seal. Figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure it out. We got hands. Um, what would you what would you guys tell someone that and this is this is a question that I've started to kind of ask people um, you know some of my some of my guests it's a it's a question that I want to ask every guest from now on what would you tell someone that that maybe they're 20 you know between 20 and 30 years old and they just don't know what to do with their lives right they 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 they're going from jobs to job they're just not finding anything they're passionate about I mean what kind of advice could you could you give someone for something like that you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense, what I'm asking? Um, so I've, I've been asked this question dozens of times, and you hit the nail on the head with the word passion. Are you passionate about flowers? Are you passionate about cars? Are you passionate about what? If you find something that you are interested in, do not think about, am I going to get rich on it? Am I going to be able to pay the bills? If you're passionate about something, you will love it, and if you love it, you will be successful. And if you're successful, that will pay the bills. Just find something you're passionate about. Right. And you know what? There are a lot of chapters in your book. I, I, I was going to either get to graduation as a SEAL or go in a coffin. That was a passion. And I'm on chapter four right now. And, and it's just, 
if you love it, you'll be great at it and everything will work out. Right. Don't chase the paycheck. There are a lot of really unhappy rich people out there. That's a fact. Yeah. That is a fact. That's a fact. Yeah. And and I don't know if either of you have anything that you guys I think, want. I mean, it's kind of hard to follow that, but I, I 100% in agreement. Yet, yeah, you know, be happy. I don't think that everyone needs a college degree either because nope. I think college is great. I have a master's, but I got my master's online while in the Navy, while traveling about 200 days a year, my last three years in the Navy. And it was because, you know, I was told you, you, you should have a degree. You know, I had a PhD prior to that, a public high school diploma. And, and, I, was, <laughs> and I was sitting in rooms with, you know, in my last job where I was the science and technology director for, you know, Naval Special Warfare Group 3, you know, creating technologies that didn't exist prior to because we had this operational deficiency uh, system. And, you know, but I had something that what brought what value I brought to the table because it's like scientists, PhD, scientists, PhD, PhD, scientists, laser person, whatever person. And and I'm like, yeah, I have a PhD too, public high school diploma. So if I ask dumb questions, but I was still the smartest room in the per person in the room because like they had they knew the science behind it, but they had no idea how to put it together or how to use it like once they you know, develop this new technology. So yeah, kind of following Cade, you know, be passionate about what you do, become an expert in whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Like find something that makes you happy and become the best in it. Because as Tom Bilyeu says, there's always room at the top for the best. Tom's a stud. I'll take a different route. And being the best means being a shmi, a subject matter expert. <laughs> this is my what I think you should do. Maybe you don't have passion. Maybe you were like me and you couldn't figure your shit out. Join the military. That's what I think people should do. I'm, yeah. I'm taking a whole different route. Um, I think people should, the reason why I like joining the military is every couple years it can be a fresh start. You right. Know, you, you, pick, you, pick, you pick a rate. Um, if you excel, it's going to just give you options. You, you show up to work. And, and the, the military is, the regular military is the easiest fucking thing you can do. Keep your uniform straight. Show up 15 minutes early. Um, do what you're told. And then from there, the sky's the limit. They'll pay for school. They give you three square meals. You get medical, dental. Um, you can travel the world. If you don't know what your passion is, right? Passion is like taste buds. It evolves. It's going to change. Um, some of us just found found that that definite taste bud. That right, obviously right. we've moved on, um, but that's what we wanted. So I say. Join, and I don't care, and this isn't Navy, it's anything. Fuck, you can even join the Coast Guard or Merchant Marines if they count. I'm kidding. Um, but whatever <laughs> you want to do, like go there, travel the world, um, see new things, try new things, meet new people, yep. fucking become interested in things, right? You can, you know, the government, well, hopefully now, um, they're going to still let you, allow you to just do all these, have these amazing opportunities. From there, you know, you pick it, look at us. The military was a great um, what's the word I want to use? I'm going to say stepping stone because you don't. It's not stepping stone. It's a great foundation. Foundation. For it's a great. It was a great transition for us. What, what we learned, we transferred over battlefield, business field, home field. We transferred it over, and we're all pretty fucking successful for right sure. now. And all I do is I just treat. I when I work with people, I treat it just like a platoon. I have a. I have a. A, a CEO. A CEO. I have a lieutenant. I have an ops chief. I have. I'm a master. You know, a master chief. I got. I run it the same way. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and I use the same principles. If you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. If you're late, you're fucking fired. Yeah, you did not want to show up late for this guy. Right. Mm -hmm. it, it was not good. I mean, seriously, you know, we have a 
well, if we have a muster, you show up early. You know? You know, and, and we're, the three of us are entrepreneurs, but what we learned in the SEAL teams directly translated into being an entrepreneur and own your own business. Well, sure. You put the right people in the right seats in the bus, you have a really good game plan, you figure out contingencies because the shit will go south probably once a week. Yeah. You figure it out and then you don't quit. Yeah. And look, you know, I'm trying to basically direct my girlfriend's kids into the military. And what's the worst that happens? You do four years, you've got millions of dollars of training, and you get out and you're 25. Yep. Dude, and you're probably the you got to for see you go to some cool places yeah. and like yeah. have you, experiences you, that you would never have any other place in your life. I mean, I had to go to the fleet for two years before I went to Bud's. One so, so those, so those experiences. So it took me three years just to get to Bud's. Jeez, man. And. Uh, in, in failure, 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 but through those failures, I learned lessons, and that, you know, I knew I did not want to go back to the fleet, ever. Um, and when you're, like, running on the beach, and you see a ship out there, and the instructors are behind oh. you, saying, like, some of you don't belong here, some of you belong on that big gray thing out okay. there in the ocean, I'm like, nope, not me, that's there not is me. Nothing I'm running more, faster now. Nothing more motivating when you're in buds than seeing Seen that, that ship. ship. Yeah, I yeah, can imagine. Because... There's nothing sexy that sounds about miserable. being in the fleet. Ugh. No, but there there are great experiences, and people there are people that love being in the fleet. You know, really? But yeah, they're like you know I, I, I see don't guys want to meet on shore duty like supporting NSW, and they're like I can't wait to get back on the ship. I can't wait to get oh. back underway, and that's that's them. But they wouldn't have known that had they not joined the Navy. That's right. That's true. And quick shout out, folks. There is a fifth military right now. It's called Space Command. Space Force. There are people right now listening to this that have the potential to walk on Mars. Yeah. Come, I, I mean, do you be the first person to step on Mars. Guys, Go you, for you're it. hearing that's that from, a case of beer. from Cade Courtley. <laughs> Fucking. Right. That's, that's from amazing. Cade Courtley. You guys can do it. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, again, it's a. Uh, it's been an absolute honor to talk with all three of you. Will, it's good to talk with you again. Um, I try to let these guys do all the talking. Uh, for sure. No, I. You <laughs> say freeloader. We got to go bury those senior citizens. So yeah, we, we got to go up. bury those guys. So <laughs> I appreciate you guys. We'll go grab the shovels and get this thing done. Thank you. Appreciate you.